awesome day. Now I'm going to let you be seated. Yes, you be seated. And I'm going to take us um, quickly into the Word of God. I was really just blessed by the name of the, of the ministry itself. Put the Word on it. Because that's a tradition that I came out of spiritually. Um, I came out of a strong Word church. And, you know, my pastor that I came up under, he always said, come with a pen, a pad, and take notes. He said, you go back and study it. When you go home, you got questions, come to me. And I found that I quickly grew in the Word. I was, I think I taught my first Bible study. I'm not going to say it was the best Bible study on earth, but I think I taught my first one within six months of being saved. And within a year, I was in charge of my own home cell group as a teacher. Amen. Going in as a 26-year-old man, teaching people that are twice my age. Which is very intimidating, man. Right. But, I know you're right. You know, and I have one of those those women used to stare at me every week. <laughs> and it got to the point where sometimes I would almost dread her being there. And after a while, she was gone for months. She got sick. And you know, one day the pastor called me up. He said, "Can you start uh, taping the Bible study?" I said, "Why?" And he's like, "You know, this woman, um, she truly loves your teaching." So I'm looking at her, thinking she's frowning, like, "What's he talking about?" And the whole time. She was just absorbing what I was teaching. So it was a blessing to me. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyway, so we're going to go to the Word of God. I have a, a, a lot of scriptures the Lord has given me. I'll give you at least a chapter and verse if I don't read it. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to talk about it's time to come off the bench. Amen. Time to come off the bench. Amen. No time for the idols, people. No time for the deadbeats. No time for the lazy and the lackadaisical. It's time to come off the bench and get to work doing the things of the kingdom of God. And our text scripture, which they provided me, was Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. And then I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 24. Ephesians 4, 11, 12 says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then we drop down to verses 17 to 24. It says, This I say therefore, and testifying the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ, if so that be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, Amen. and that you put on a new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Yes. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank and praise you once again, Father, for the opportunity to partake of your word. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you've done in your people throughout this conference. We praise you, Father, for the opportunity to partake of your work today. We thank you, Father, that you saw fit that even though the enemy tried to send in entrapments and confusion in the midst of all this, that you are a healing God that saw fit to touch your servant's family, Father. So we praise you right now, Father, that you will move in the lives of all your people today. Let none of us leave out the same way we came in. And we just praise and thank you, Father, for this. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 
All right, it says here he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. So we see here that there's a process in which people are assigned to help per perfect other people in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it goes further into knowing the nature of Jesus Christ himself so that it can become a part of everyday aspects of our lives. Amen? Amen. I like to tell people that it's not good enough to just hear the Word of God and do nothing about it. We need to absorb uh, the Word of God. Yes. Yes. You know, I was on radio ministry years ago, and uh, my theme was James 121, which talks about the engrafted Word, which is able to save our souls. Yes. That word engrafted there means to be surgically implanted. Yes. And what do I mean by surgically implanted? I'm talking about the Word of God being so much embedded into your thought process, into your behaviors, even your body language, that it literally defines and controls every aspect of your everyday Amen. life. Yes. Amen? The engrafted word. That surgically implanted word, I'd like to compare that to somebody that has a pacemaker. Although you may not realize that the person has had heart surgery uh -huh. and they have this device attached to them that is keeping their heart regulated and beating strong, uh -huh. you may not realize that on the outside, but it doesn't change the fact that the pacemaker is actually keeping that person going. Amen? Amen. Same thing with the Word of God. You don't have to go out and advertise it. You don't have to broadcast it. You don't have to beat people over the head with it. But the Word of God should be at this core of everything that you stand for in your everyday life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Now we see here in Ephesians going further, it talks about put off concerning the former conversation. And a lot of yes. times... People, as they look at the aspects of the conversation of the old man, they just think about it being the way in which you talk. Yeah. But that word in the underlying Greek is, is doing more than talking about your verbal communication. It's talking about your body language. It's talking Amen. about your perceptions. Yes. It's talking about how you control your, your actions, ah, how you dictate it. things, how you think about various things in your, up in, in, in your life on a daily basis. How do you view things? Yes. Amen? Amen? Some people have a negative mindset. That's why we see here in this passage as well that it talks about us being renewed in the spirit of our mind after we come off the old conversation. Yes. Do you realize that there is a spirit that might be associated with your thought process? Come on, yeah. right. Some yes, people yes, are yes, it is. full yes. of despair all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Some people are worried worse all the time. Yes. Uh -huh. Whereas other people are upbeat. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But the reality is, even though you may have come into the kingdom of God full of despair and negativity, there's no reason whatsoever that you have to stay that way. Amen? Amen. You need to renew the yes. spirit of your mind. Yes. Yes. So if you're negative, the days of being negative need to be over. over. Yes. If you're despondent, the days of being full of despair need to be over. Yes. You need to allow the word of God to permeate your thought process, enable it to switch you from having that mindset of negativity to start thinking on, upon things yes. in a positive manner. Yes. I did this series talking about controlling your toxic thoughts and emotions. Yes. Right. It came from a Christian doctor who's a neurologist. She literally had images in her book showing how you build negative pathways wow. when you allowed yourself to ponder and meditate upon ungodly thoughts. You literally, yeah. you literally build pathways that look like trees okay. or little highways on a map inside your brain. Yes. Amen? Amen. But you got to yes. get to the place where you allow the Word of God to sift through all that nonsense, right. purge out all the impurities in your yes. mind, and then start thinking yes. like the Christ yes. man, the man yes. that's created in Christ Jesus. Amen? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're talking about coming off the bench. There may be reasons in the past. Insecurities, shortcomings, uh -huh. failures, sins, strongholds, entanglements, 
generational curses that kept you captive and prevented you from walking in the fullness that Jesus Christ has for you, but that needs to be yesterday's version of you. Amen? Amen. We need to move into the day to now, the future of self. Amen? Yes. We're starting to do things in righteousness. Amen. Alright, so as I was looking at coming off the bench, one of the things that the Lord placed upon my heart is that the majority of things that we deal with in the body of Christ, if not all of them, truly operate upon the law of the sea. Amen? Oh, yes. The law of the sea. Yeah. I want to tell you about the law of the sea. Amen? See, before we can talk about coming off the bench and doing something, you need to know, why am I doing what I'm doing? Amen? Yes. And what are the repercussions? What are the things that flow out of the essence of what I'm doing on a daily basis? What are the things that emanate from my thought process and how I speak? What are the things that come out of my actions and my behavior? Sometimes, yes. like I said, our body language even dictates the future course of our lives. Yes. So as I talked about, there's this thing called the principle of the seed, and also there's something that we refer to, refer to um, as the law of first mention. Amen. Amen. Which basically tells us that every time you see a biblical principle illustrating the Word of God, a key principle, as you go throughout Scripture, it'll still follow that same pattern or rule even though there might be further revelation brought to it. Amen? Amen. Alright, so let's talk about the seed. Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. It says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, Come on. the herb yielding seed, yep. and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, yes. whose seed is in itself upon the earth. Yes. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and mm -hmm. herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Yes. Now you may be asking yourself, why in the world are you talking about seeds? And we're supposed to be talking about getting off the bench. You're talking right. Come on. Before you got to get off the bench, you got to realize what is the seed that's being implanted in you by your pastors. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good work. Because they're building on something. They're planting seeds yes. in the lives of all the people that surround yes. you. That's right. Amen. And you may not necessarily be of the right seed, but thank God through Jesus Christ that even though the natural seed might have been corrupted or contaminated, God can impregnate you with a new seed that will open up doors and windows of opportunity for your future. Amen? We can bring you out of the corrupt seed into the righteousness of Christ. So we see here that according to the principle of the seed, it says the seed has within itself all the attributes that it needs to produce something. It's not really deep. Apples produce apples. Oranges, last time I checked, produce oranges and not bears. They don't produce whales. They don't produce eagles. Yep, yep. When you see the seed of a plant, you fully anticipate that whatever that seed is, when you plant it in the ground, it has embedded into itself everything it needs to emerge out of that seed when that shell cracks open to produce something that's going to be fruitful. Amen? Yes. Another thing about a seed is that the seed not only has the potential to produce one plant, but out of that one seed, if you truly look at it, within one seed, you can produce an entire forest. Amen. Amen. So within one seed planted in one individual, you don't know how many generations are impacted yes. by what is placed in the original yes. plant. Yes. Amen. Like that. That's yes. why it's very important as we look at getting off the bench that we see first what is the seed either that you came out of mm. or 
What is the seed that is being planted into it's, you right. so that even though your life before Christ might have been dysfunctional, you realize that now you have the potential and the opportunity to go out and have an abundant life in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Because the nature of the seed can change. You might ask, oh, what's all this thing about the seed? Where can we see an example of that? As a matter of fact, I was looking at something the other day, and this article just popped up. I didn't even think it was going to be relevant to anything I was going to be talking on. And I came across this article on Ernest Hemingway. Right. Y'all hear about him, the great, yes. very deep thinker, yes. uh -huh. author. Mm -hmm. The problem, though, is that Ernest Hemingway finally committed suicide. Uh -huh. okay. And you may say, okay, well, what's that got to do with a seed? Well, the reason it relates to a seed is that not only did he commit suicide, but his father committed suicide. Wow. Two of his siblings wow. committed suicide. Wow. His granddaughter, uh, what was it? Margot Hemingway, the actress, wow. committed suicide. Yes, did, yes, wow. And oh, you might say, okay, father, siblings, mm -hmm. granddaughter, uh -huh. what about the children? Uh -huh. Well, it skipped the children, but one of his one of his sons died as a transsexual named Gloria. Uh-oh. Okay. So maybe it didn't manifest the same way, That's but it. something manifested yes, down that bloodline. So we need to be careful about the seed that's implanted in us. Yes. Amen. And if something is wrong in that seed, we need to stop the cycle of replicating dysfunction. Amen. We need to get to the place yes. where now we're no longer reproducing generations of alcoholics, yes. drug dealers, yes. violent criminals, yes. adulterers, murderers, yes. bitter people. Depressed people, yes. suicidal people. Yes. We need to deal with the seed so that when we come off the bench, we're producing an abundant harvest come in on. Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Now the thing that's good for you to know today is that God has planted a seed within your pastors that he's attempting to replicate through each one of you. Amen. Amen. Yes. So you may have been born on the wrong side of the tracks, but thank God that your spiritual parentage, amen, yes. are being refined, they're seeking and pursuing God. God is planting revelation and anointing God within them that now, as they minister and nurture their spiritual offspring, they can take what they get from God and now impart that into your life. Yes. So you may not know how to even get yourself on the right road. Yes. But thank God that if you're willing and open, committed and receptive and available to receive receive what He's planted in them, Amen. you can turn around the very nature of what is inside of you. Yes. Amen. 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 So God is imparting and implanting things in them and now they're delegating that over and imparting that into you. There's also a spirit of transference that they're placing things in your life, hallelujah, supernaturally, that you may not even realize. And it's having an effect on your on your life. Amen? Amen. It's literally Amen. changing the spiritual DNA that's uh, associated with your life. Yes, Amen. Sir. Hallelujah. So years of despair, years of deception, yes. years of Wickedness, yes. strongholds, and all these things that need to be broken can Breach. now be severed through the Breach. blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Do the service that He's assigned to your life. Hallelujah. You may not like what they're speaking and doing in your life all the time, but the reality is if they're good parents to you, sometimes you got to give the offspring a little discipline to turn them on the right path. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And since we are all 
sow seeds in God's kingdom and God wants to produce a harvest out of us, sometimes God is going to use them to do a little bit of weeding. Amen. Oh! Uh-oh. Oh, about it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to pull the weeds out of somebody's life. Sometimes you got to get rid of the impurities. Weeds are deep. Amen. Hello. Weeds are deep. I get a lot of revelation when I'm out there in the backyard or in the front yard doing yard work. I remember this one day, I'm out there in the front trying to get the house ready for the spring. I'm out front dealing with these things. And I look at this one plant. And it's all intertwined with the other plant. I'm like, mm -hmm. I had to like look at it closely and say, is that even a weed? Right, right. Mm -hmm. It looks just like the other yeah. plant. Yeah, yeah. 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 For real. And then I was reminded of something I read back before. It's called Johnson grass. Okay. It's a weed that gets right up adjacent to mm -hmm. corn. Mm -hmm. It intertwines itself. Yes. But the thing is, even though on the surface it, it gets itself all close and resembles it, the thing that's even worse is that underneath the surface, the root system of Johnson graft zigzags underneath and intertwines itself so much wow. that if you don't discern, detect, and uproot it ahead of time before it really grows up to about mm -hmm. two to four feet, mm -hmm. you can't get the Johnson grass out unless you pull out the whole corn as well. Amen. Wow. Okay. So in other words, you can lose an entire season yes. if you don't have a discerning eye to uproot the weeds and impurities you. in your harvest yes. before they have time to fully grow. Yes. And see, that's what the responsibility of your pastors is. Amen. It is their job to discern, to be prayerful, to examine things, and to bring it to your attention, amen, to help uproot some of these things out of your life. So... Here's the thing. A lot of times we're getting angry at our pastors thinking like, why are they always minding my business? <laughs> why don't they just leave me alone? Ah. Didn't he preach this last week? <laughs> well, the reason he's preaching it two, three, four weeks in a row, or sometimes he'll leave the subject and he'll come back, is because you didn't get it yet. Okay. Amen. Right. I, mean, I know this time, so I'm like, man, I got to preach that again? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. When are they going to get it? Exactly. Amen. <laughs> So sometimes you got to keep dealing with something until you beat it out of the spiritual lives of the people. Amen. I talked about something uh, a couple sermons ago. The, the underlying Greek was the word inculcate. Okay. And it talked about godly discipline of your offspring. All right. Amen. And when I said the word inculcate, I was like, I know none of y'all probably know what the word inculcate means. Mm -hmm. I said, well, to make it plain and simple, it means to nag. <laughs> Mothers are efficient inculcators. All right, all right. They are highly trained in the art of inculcation. Hey. I use that word. <laughs> so your pastors are called to be the ones who will inculcate. Or in right. other words, beat, ride. Yes. Nag in the spirit, that is. Each one of us, until we get to the place where all the impurities are purged out of us, and now we're in a cycle where not only can we grow and blossom in God, but we get to the place where now we come off the bench and we can start imparting the things that we've learned from our pastors and we can put them into the lives of other people. Amen? Yes. Yeah. So at the heart of getting off the bench, we have the first deal with the seed. You know, if you're not gleaming for your pastors, if you're not seeing your life turn around, if you're not seeing the nature of how you think, mm -hmm. how you act, how your body language is even manifesting on a daily basis, you have to ask yourself, what is the seed that I'm emanating from? Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. Or, what are the seeds that I'm, I'm, the weeds that I'm permitting to attach themselves to me, which keep me from growing? 
Each one of us has to go to, go to that process. Amen. Now getting back to our text scripture, oh, I'm saying before I get there, you cannot change your natural seed. Uh-oh. I came from a lot of alcoholism in my, in my family. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. My dad was an alcoholic. I had uncles who were alco alcoholics. I'm sure I had grandfathers who were alcoholics. All right. So in the natural, I can't necessarily change the seed of who I am. Yes, sir. But thank God that in the power of Jesus. Yes. Amen. Yes. He can create the new man. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. In righteousness through the blood of Jesus. And no longer am I bound to generational curses and years Amen. and years of things that held me down and will keep me captive in the future. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, next thing I want to look at is that in our text scripture it says he gave some, some for the perfecting of the saints. Yes. And he repeated that word several times. Anytime you see something repeated several times in a passage of scripture mm -hmm. or or a group of scriptures that are, are in a passage. Mm -hmm. God's trying to get your point. Amen? In the process of biblical exegesis, they call it, they call it um, repetition. Yes. Amen? Amen? So we see here that says he gave some apostles, some prophets, mm -hmm. some yes. evangelists, mm -hmm. yes. some yes. pastors and teachers. In other words, God's saying, look at the word some. Mm -hmm. All of you are not in the fivefold ministry, uh -huh. or as they call it, the ascension gifts. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you know, I, I walk in the office of the, of the prophet, mm -hmm. and as um, Brother Kelly said, I've always operated strongly in discerning spirits and the teaching gift. Yes. And I truly believe where God is taking me right now, even being a pastor, a lot of times pastors aren't prophets. That's right. Because we too mean. <laughs> the reason I'm a pastor is because God's taking me through this. So I know what it's like as yes. he takes me into the apostolic where I have more pastors and prophets under me. Yes. Amen. Yes. So this is a process I'm going through. Amen. So all of us are not called to the fivefold. Yes. And quite frankly, anybody that's saying I'm part of the fivefold or desires to be the fivefold that isn't, mm -hmm. that's a sign that you really aren't that. Amen. Right. Amen. Because those of us who walk in it, as much as we love Jesus Christ and as much as we love serving him, the grief, the warfare, the sufferings, the sacrifices, the inconveniences that you had to deal with, you're crazy to desire the life of the fivefold unless God has truly called you to it. I know that's right. I'm telling you, I got war stories from birth. I mean, I had times, like as a kid, laying in my bed, sleeping at night, and I wake up one night and I can't breathe. And the more I move, the, the more I feel my throat restricted. Wow. And then finally I realize I got a noose around my neck. Mm -hmm. And I'm pulling and pulling and pulling. I feel myself starting to pass out. And all of a sudden, I took like all the strength I had in my body and just tossed my body to the side mm -hmm. and was able to pull myself free. Oh, wow. Now the problem was, every night as a child, I used to have the, the covers tucked in at the bottom of my bed. Okay, uh -huh. yeah. I was a night out from birth. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> always been a bookworm. I and there's absolutely nobody in the house that got up and tied a noose around my neck, but yet it was tied around there, and they did, and the enemy did a good job. Wow. Wow. So one of the things associated with the fivefold is that there'll be a lot of times where sicknesses, yes. weird occurrences yes. happen to try to yes. suck out your life. Yes. You don't want that life unless you truly call to it. I had one time when I was, I think, eight years old. I walked across, it rained, I walked across this, this area where I played. All of a sudden, I was up to my, my um, waist like quicksand. Wow. Sinking, trying to grab the edge. I couldn't get to it, couldn't get to mm -hmm. it. And finally I was able to like kind of swim my, pull myself through it yeah. and grab concrete to the end and pull myself off. And I went home and I'm like all upset. I was like, 
I'm gonna suck, I almost died. Right. My mom and dad followed me back, walked right across the same thing I just been sucked mm -hmm. down to. Uh -huh. Amen. Wow. I know some of them. Yes, sir. Just some of the war stories. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. So that's why God says there are some. And the reason I'm telling you this is that there's some that are called to the fivefold that are meant to equip you to get you off the bench and into your future and into your ministry. Amen. Amen. called some. Those who are part of the some are called to it. They're wired to it. Yes. They're born to it. Yes. Yes. Amen. God said to the prophet Jeremiah, before you were formed, come on, in your mother's womb, Jeremiah was five. That's right. Before you were formed. Yes. I hear people a lot of times, they say, oh, when I was formed, when I came out as a baby, no, 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 no. That's not what God said. <laughs> That's right. God said, before you yes. were formed yes. in your mother's womb. In other words, Amen. he could have just been a fertilized egg yes. mm -hmm. that God was, was talking to. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he was starting to grow limbs. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't to the point where you could say that this is a baby kicking in his mother's womb. God said, before I... I, you were before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. Yeah. Yes. Right. That word "knew" means to observe, All to right. interact with. Yes. yes. Amen. Amen. And he said, in that process, I not only foreknew you, but calling you to your destiny as a prophet to the nations. How can I call you to be something unless, even before you came out of the womb, I already instilled or embedded into you all the attributes that you need to have the gifting to walk in the call I have for your life, mm -hmm. to endure the warfare that you would experience in your life. I put inside of you all the things that you need to get the job done. Yes, Amen. Amen. And see, that's what he did in the fivefold. But the good thing, even if you're not called to the fivefold, the good thing about it is what everything. God has called you to, He's already placing in you everything you need. Amen. Because yes. you just believe in yourself. Yes. Right. You just gotta believe in yourself. Yes. Right. Yes. Hallelujah. And like I said, one of the things that we have that's a problematic in the word the, the church world today is that everybody's trying to be everybody else. Oh, Amen. Be all you can be in Jesus. Amen. 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 Stop trying to be somebody else. Stop trying to walk. In somebody else's call and just be what God has called you to be. Amen. If God took the time to know you, amen? Ah. And I don't believe, see, when I see stuff like this with Jeremiah, yeah. and he said, before I formed you right. in mother's womb, I knew you, and yeah. I called your destiny forth. Yes. When I see that in the life of Jeremiah, mm -hmm. I personalize that. I know you amen. Right. amen. We serve an awesome God. See, amen. I don't know about amen. your God. Yes. Your God might be limited, and only he talks to one person here nah, and there. Nah. But my God, if he's spoken to the life of Jeremiah and said, this is what I called you to, yeah. I truly believe that before Brian Fox was formed in the womb, amen, amen. amen. God said, you're going to be a prophet unto the nation. Uh, yes. He did it for Jeremiah. He can surely do it for me. Thank you, Jesus. And he did it for all of you, too. Yes. Amen. Yes. So God has called forth and preordained the life that each one of us is going to live. And for those of us who are called to the fivefold that are perfecting or equipping the saints, he's given them all the attributes they need to get you into the place. Amen. To instill the, the information you need through the revelation of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. To help hone the attributes that God needs to bring forth your gifting. Everything that you need is already there, and he's given them the tools to basically hone and refine them and get you launched out into the battlefield. Amen? Amen. Yes, we see the pattern with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, it's not Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 6. Mm -hmm. That's later. Acts chapter 6. <laughs> Verse 1 through 4 says, In those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, 
there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among, among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. So we see here, Jesus Christ had the disciples under him that he trained. Yes. Amen. You look at them as the inner circle, you know, his, 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 the ones that he's really going to do the handoff of the ministry baton as they carry this on and preach the gospel throughout the world. Amen. And we see that after he had sacrificed himself and ascended to the right hand of the Father, that now the disciples are doing the same thing right. in the lives of people. Yes, so yes. we should not call it a strange thing or consider it a strange thing that our pastors don't want us just to sit back all the time and watch them do all the works of the ministry. But instead, they're trying to equip and perfect us so now we can get up and start doing something ourselves. Yeah. It's not about trying to give you extra chores and responsibilities. Jesus knew at a certain point that his earthly ministry was going to end. So he needed somebody that he could hand off the responsibilities and know that they were going to be done with the same level of fervency, mm -hmm. diligence, love, and integrity that he did. Yeah. And that's the same thing that our spiritual leaders, our pastors, our, men our mentors... That's what they're doing in the lives of people as well. Amen. We see here that they were training others to follow the same disciplines that they follow. I remember one time we were in a, a training class, and they basically said that first in ministry, you watch what I do. Amen? Uh -huh. I do everything. You watch. <laughs> then the next step, I do, and you assist me. Uh -huh. Then... I back off, let you do, and I watch so I can make sure you're doing it right. right. And then finally, it's a total handoff where I delegate it to you and I can trust you to handle it at the same level of excellence that I've done it previously. Amen? Amen. Amen. So that is the process that most of us are supposed to be doing. Unfortunately, in the church today, you still have a lot of pastors that are wearing all the hats, doing all the responsibilities. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I thank God for my son. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I thank God for my son because he's really grown into his own level of spiritual manhood. 21 years old, and, you know, I used to load up. We're, we're renting a building every Sunday. So we carry heavy equipment back and forth. And, um,. You know, it used to be that the two of us would get up in the morning, load the car, and go. Now, he goes. To, he's a night owl like me. <laughs> we look alike, we act alike. Amen. Tony thinks that we sound alike on the phone. But anyway, he gets up on, on Sundays. But he goes. To, he goes to bed Saturday night earlier. Gets up Sunday around six six thirty. Goes loads the car. I don't load the car heading to church anymore. Praise God. He's like, I got that. Amen. And then he comes in early. We get there an hour so early. It doesn't matter whether he feels sick. Doesn't matter if I feel sick. I mean, he's ready to go every week. He's even had times where he's going to visit his aunt down in Florida, his grandmother out in Ohio. They're strong church believers, got great church homes. And I'll say, Chuck, Kyle, you don't have to rush back this week. Just you know, I got it. Just stay out. He said, No, my responsibility. Is be there right. at your side right. and help you every Sunday. He said, question. not only that, but I don't want to just hear the word of anybody else's church. All right. I want to be at my church. Man. I know that's right. Uh, amen. Wow. I'm like, man, I wish I'd get some, some older saints like that. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. 
It's so limited the body of Christ. I ain't talking about the three here. They, they here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> but it's a problem. Yes. It's an epidemic. Yes. In the body of Christ overall. Mm -hmm. The pastors are doing all, all, all the work. Okay. And sometimes people say, oh, why are you still doing the soundboard? Why are you still doing this? Why are you doing this and that? Because nobody else is doing it. Amen. It ain't like I'm crazy and got to do it. I got plenty of things to keep me occupied. Exactly. Amen. So it's not like I'm holding back trying to hand stuff off. Say but I'm going to hand it off when I know somebody's going to do it with the same spirit of excellence. Thank you. Amen. Praise Amen. Lord. Amen. Now I'm not going to read it, but Exodus, you write this down for later. What? Exodus 18, 13 through 23. Uh. It's a passage where Moses is judging the affairs of the people. That's right. And his father-in-law, Jethro, comes in and says, Man, what, what are you doing? Why? And he said, Well, I'm sitting here judging the affairs of people from morning to evening. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing that really catches your attention. Verse 17, And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou wilt surely wear away, both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee, for thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Amen. Notice that. He said, the thing that you're doing is not good. It is not, not good, good for a pastor to wear all the hats. It's not good. Amen. Amen. People have to step up and start doing stuff. Because people have to step up and start taking some of the weight off their pastors. Amen. Put that oh, word on it, pastor. Put the word on it. Up. And we see here that Jethro says, that will surely, yes. it's guaranteed, mm -hmm. yes. <coughs> Excuse me. that you're going to wear away. I read this in underlying Hebrew. The phrase wear away means to be foolish and morally wicked. All right. Wow. wow. That's deep. Wow. That's deep. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, it is. Wow. Think of Moses. That's right. This is the man God uses the vessel to call down ten plagues. Yes. Yeah. He parted the sea. Yeah. And yet, Jethro said to him, Bro, you ain't doing that right. Mm -hmm. You're going to wear yourself out. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me the sea parter, the caller down of 10 plagues, <laughs> is going to wear out? In other words, and, and, and look at it. He said, You're going to become foolish mm -hmm. or morally wicked. Yes. Wow. If you don't start delegating. Okay. All right. And see, Moses was not refusing to delegate because he didn't trust anybody. Come on. It's just that nobody was rising up to say, hey, Pastor, can I take some weight off of you? Yeah. Amen. Let me do this. Let me do that for you. Say okay, that. I got this. I got that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to do it with the same fervency love that you did. Yes. So, Je so Jephro says, Moses, you're going to become foolish and morally wicked. He's telling Moses... You might become a sin sinner. That's you right. might backslide. Wow. Mm -hmm. You might start leading people away yes. from righteousness. Yes. If you don't allow people to start coming in and take some of the weight of this ministry off of you. I know you're right. Moses was a friend of God. Mm -hmm. Moses is the man that God said, y'all can't even bury him. That's right. I got this. Yes. He was so close and friends to God, to Moses, that he literally took Moses and said, I got the funeral on this one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yet Jethro accurately said that if you don't start delegating some of the responsibilities of this ministry, 
These people with their petty squab squabbles, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the family feuds, yes. mm -hmm. the attitudinal issues, yes. the backbiting, yes. to tell you how you can run the nation of Israel better than you think you can do because I'm more annoying important than you. Come on. He says, if you don't start delegating to people that you can trust, amen, you're going to wear out, amen. amen. You're going to become foolish or morally wicked. Come on, wow. And even goes further about that phrase and says, to lightly esteem dishonor or disgrace. Yes. He said you could also get to the point where you lightly esteem the things of God. Mm. Yes. Okay. You come like Eli later in the Bible. How about that? Mm. Somebody just allowed all kinds of mess up in the church. Amen. So leaders may wear away due to the strains of running a ministry. Wow. We see this. I mean, I, I've read books by Barna Research. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of research on statistics in the, the kingdom of God. Right. And they talk about how church at the church at the church is just falling apart. Mm. And a lot of times, if they had to put it down to one, their finger down on one thing that is crippling a church. And here's the thing. A man of God that with all his heart standing, starting out is selfless and all I want to do is serve Jesus to the best of my abilities and serve my people. Mm. This man is now reduced to the point where he's so bitter and so burned out, I want nothing to do with God. Uh -huh. Wow. Nothing to do with the church. Hey. And why? Not because he tried to make himself a star on televangelist. Mm -hmm. Not because he tried to call down false gods or spirits, but because the weight of the people yes. just destroyed him. Wow. Yes. That's a tragedy. That's, That's, a tragedy. Yeah, witness. That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. <laughs> so what that tells us in terms of coming off the bench is that the leader has to start seeing the gifts of the people and discern those who could be trained. But yes. on the other side of the coin, the people who have the various gifting to take on those responsibilities, mm -hmm. they have to be what one of my, my former pastors say, they have to be fat. All right. F-A-T. Mm -hmm. Faithful. Yes. Faithful. Yes. Available. Yes. That means, where he at? That's right. Mm -hmm. Come on here. Was he supposed to teach Bible study this week? That's, okay. that's, 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 Where's he at? Yes. Yo, so-and-so said they got this. Christmas time, they're going to hand the giveaways mm -hmm. to the poor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we're having a meeting tonight. Where is she at? Right. Faithful, available, and teachable. Amen. You ain't got everything figured out. All right. You know, I'm pretty much known for my grasp of the Word of God. But I always tell people, I said, I'm an eternal student. I know you're right. Not only in the Word of God, even if you go in my professional career, I am always learning something. I'm a software Amen. engineer. I am always Amen. studying new computer languages Amen. or new aspects of my computer languages. Amen. I am an eternal student. All right. Amen? And that's how we as children of God need to be as well. Always willing to be learned. The worst thing, somebody saying, oh, well, I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, you can just find yourself a corner. I know that's right. You know how to do this. Wow. You know? But do you know the vision behind what? God has told the leader that nothing needs to be done. Amen. Maybe you have done it before, but have you done it for this ministry, for this time and season, yes. for this body yes. right here? Yes. Have you done that? My Lord. Because you ain't heard it from God directly. Who are you to dictate how it needs to be accomplished? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. See, it could be two things that have the same purpose. Yes. But God could tell one church, I need you to do it this way. All right. Another church to do it another way. Uh -huh. Both are equally good. Both are correct. Right. It's just that God says, I need you to do this for this se season this way. Other churches do it this season that way. Mm -hmm. Because behind the scenes, God might be saying, I'm taking the mutual efforts of both of you to produce 
this. That's yes. it. Yes. But when we all try to do it the same way, mm -hmm. instead of as the way that God said, yes. then we can get off base and then yes. God's purposes don't get fulfilled. Yes. Amen. 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 That's why we got to be open to the leader who's heard the vision to hear how he wants to be. We got to be teachable to that. Amen. Yes, maybe I've done it a thousand times before, but which way do you want it to be done? I know done? that's right. Amen. Yes. So we have to be open and teachable. Failing to operate in our gifts, really, God, we already talked about the womb. Mm -hmm. In the womb, God has placed attributes in you for this time and season that he wants to bring forth yes. on this earthly plane in this time and season. Amen. You know, how can we take that season and, and that seed and defile it by sitting around idle and letting it just rot in the ground? Amen. It's just such a weight. Wait to be a dead weight in the kingdom of God. Jesus told us that he wants us to get off the bench. You look yes. at that in John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Yes. Yes, Amen. Amen. So Jesus said the job's not done, even though, you know, I've done it. And we know on the cross he said it is finished. Amen. But yet he still said that the, the harvest... It's humongous. Yes. It's huge. The fields. It's overlaying with things that need to be picked. Amen. Yeah, he says the laborers are few. Right. So we need to have people that are willing. Jesus' discipleship program here on earth has always been about teaching people to have his character and to operate the same manner and to now start multiplying that outward. And yes. it's the same thing this day and age as well. It has not changed at all. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Jesus taught them. People such as myself and your pastors are now learning from God. Yes. And now we are dispensing the knowledge that we have and imparting and transferring it over into your life so that now you can do the same. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. So that means that the boundaries of you as an individual can be extended further as you learn how to hone and walk in your gifts. But also there's a mutual or congregational benefit because now the church is enriched by what God has placed in you when you start to learn and operate in the things that you've learned. Amen? So everybody is blessed. Hallelujah. The case of everybody's habitations go greater. Yes. I'll give you a perfect example about a spirit of being a disciple under somebody. Like I said earlier, I was saved under a strong word church. Mm -hmm. And I literally, in addition to going to church every week and taking notes and studying it, and I was getting books to study the word of God, mm -hmm. but one of the greatest things for me to learn about the nature of Jesus Christ was side by side. I served under a pastor that did a lot of street stuff for homeless people. Mm -hmm. He did food giveaways for those in need. He went to hospitals. He went to homes and ministered, deliverance people, marital counseling, you name it. Mm -hmm. He's all over the place as a hands-on person. So I followed him, and I learned more as much about, not more, as much about <laughs> the character and the operation of Christ through hands-on efforts as I did in studying the Word of God. And here's the thing. Me going side by side, following him and, and operating in conjunction with him, yes. it not only showed me how to carry myself in Christ, it showed me when I dealt with crisis why it's important for me to obey the word of Christ. Amen? Amen. And it Amen. made the word of God, the Bible, alive to me on a daily basis. Praise God. Because I got to see the word of God in operation. Yes. Amen? So the word of God was just not 
black and white on a piece of paper Amen. in a book. Amen. Instead, the Word of God was alive in my life. And when you talk about the process of replication and multiplication, and then the, the scope of that ministry going from one person imparting to the leader to now expanding outward so you reach the masses, mm -hmm. once again, I'm a perfect example. My pastor was the pastor of a small church, and he was on the radio program uh, called The Word of Live, and he also did The Midnight Cry with um, Pastor Eva Bellamy okay. on uh, 800 AM WTMR. Yeah. I used to go there with him, hear people calling in all hours of night in despair, pray for them. And, um He was on the radio. He reached the entire Delaware Valley. Wow. wow. Here we are years later, and I basically, I've had it my own aspects to it, mm -hmm. but to a certain extent, I preached the word similar to how he instructed me. Yes. And then when you talk about the scope of my ministry, he reached the Delaware Valley. I, I first of all started on radio at the very same station. And here's the thing. The Lord set it up to put me in the exact time slot that my pastor I got saved under was in. Right, then he got he had bachelor for a while. He got restored. The two of us went back to the midnight cry right. and, and preached the word of God over the airways. Amen. And then in terms of scope, he reached the Delaware Valley. Mm -hmm. I reached the entire planet. I have mm -hmm. a map in my home, like people from every continent except for maybe Antarctica. I'm still waiting. Mm -hmm. I've got maps. I have thumbnails stuck into my map Amen. from where people around the planet have contacted me. Wow. Amen. Amen. So you see, I learned from my mentor. He taught me well and imparted the seed within me, and then I went outward from his ministry and went further out. But here's the thing. It's nothing to be intimidated jealous of. He launched me, and now I went further than he did. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. And I'm not saying that from, from a greatness perspective. Right. Because he's, he's Elijah, Elijah to me. Amen. What I'm saying is that his, his scope was the Delaware Valley. Yes. God took what was in me, combined it with what he taught me, right. and then... Brought it on board with my software gifts, and yeah. now I've reached the entire planet through yes. technology, radio, yes. and internet. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. So in the same way, we need to do the same thing. You need to reap and glean from the instructions of your pastors. Yes. And you need yes. to allow that to impart something within you that not only lets you piggyback what they've instilled in you, but in the areas in which God has given you attributes that might be different from them, theirs, Piggyback that as well Amen. and let that push you out to your destiny. Yes. Amen? Amen. Awesome. You know, I talked before about people listening. Mm -hmm. And I say this a lot of times. You know, you know, we need to be faithful, available, teachable. Amen. But teaching or, or learning is more than listening. Right. I talk to a lot of people, share the, the word of God a lot of times, and there's a lot of people that hear it, but they're not hearing it. So true. Amen. Amen. Oh, I know you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> But learning is not just hearing something audible. Right. It's got to come into your ear gates. Yes. You have to process it through your mind. Let it come down and be a part of who you are internally so it becomes the essence and the core, the fabric of your very being. Amen. 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 And then, and that's exactly what Jesus was talking about when he said, he that have ears to hear, let, let him hear. hear. Let him hear, he's talking about, let it become part of how you function. Yes, sir. Part of how you flow. Let it be the essence of how you think. Yes. And see, I, as I go around on a daily basis, I don't know how all of you think. But I'll talk to people in regular, everyday English. Mm -hmm. But as I'm talking to them, a lot of times as I hear them talking, before I respond, I hear scripture. 
And I paraphrase it. I might even put a little slang on it. I ain't doing any bonus for nobody. Right, right, right. <laughs> I ain't doing any bonus. But I might put a little slang on it. But I'm giving them biblical principles that are popping exactly. up in my head. Exactly. And see, that's why I try to tell people. I want everybody to get to the place where you're gleaning so much from me. And in your case, gleaning so much from your pastors yes. that when there's a crisis... Or there's a counseling moment, or there's chaos on the job, or people are acting up at your school, or somebody Amen. cuts you off on the road. Amen. 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 Instead of you going out on your flesh and doing or saying something, instead, That's because right. they've trained you to get out there into the world. Amen. Mm -hmm. You're now able to walk in the things they, they've taught you, and now the character of Christ is flowing through your brain cells as well. Amen. 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 You never know when the enemy's going to set a trap. That's right. That's right. You just never know. I was at work one day. And my wife Pam called me about something that was going on. And I was like, well, you know, I was about to get a, go out and gas my car on lunch break anyway. So I'll just go out in the car and I'll pray. So um, I turn out of the parking lot and I'm not lying. As I'm turning onto the, the road, there's a car that's got to be at least 10 car lengths down the road. Mm -hmm. So I turn onto the road, not cutting by offering by. I just turn on the road and I hear beep, somebody laying on the horn. And I'm sitting there like, I know she's not beeping at, that person's not beeping at me. You know? And I was like, oh, they must have been beeping at somebody else. Because mm -hmm. it's a very active road. Mm -hmm. This woman, I'm, I get in the center lane, she pulls up to my right, rolls down her window, <laughs> and starts cursing at me. I hear you. I hear and I'm like, it's just the enemy trying to mess me up exactly. when I'm trying to pray for my wife. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I just laugh. I mean, I just laugh. I'm probably frustrated because I laugh. Right, right. Hey, man, she put her window back up and just drove off angry. So anyway, I pray for Pam, and sure enough, the things that the Lord led me to pray tied into what she needed at the moment. Amen. All right, and the Lord God. was able to bless her. Amen. Amen. So anyway, we need to glean from our teachers, and we need to piggyback that and allow that to not only, once again, allow us to operate in tandem with what the destiny is for the local church body but also to propel us into our future as well yes one thing the lord showed me had me add this and i don't know if this applies but he says although you may be active physically or superficially all right it doesn't mean that you're not resting on the bench Ooh. resting on the bench is unique to every individual That's right. amen amen so you could be just as busy on the surface is somebody else, but you know internally whether or not you're doing it at half mass. Come on here. Amen. We gotta all evaluate ourselves and say, Am I giving my all to God? Am I giving my all to my yes. church? Yes. You know, and that's what he assigned me to. You know, when I was at my church, like I said early on, I was a baby in Christ. And I would bend over backwards. My pastor called me up all hours of the night. You know, every church I've been to, I've always been out there helping and assisting and trying to do everything I could to try to expand the boundaries of that of that church, you know, to the local community to touch the lives of people for Jesus Christ. You know, I've I've cut um dark I've cut hot fields out in the back, totally burning out in the sun at churches. I've I've done ceiling tiles, I've painted, I've gone out and weed weeded stuff, I've been in drug ravaged communities, I've done it all. Amen. Hallelujah. But that was something that helped take a weight off the man of God. We saw earlier on that it talks about that the man and woman of God should be given continually over to prayer instead of being caught up in all the menial tasks all the time. That doesn't mean that they're too good for the menial tasks. It just means that there's certain things that times that they need to get away and be in the presence of God to pray. Yeah. And they can't do that. They always deal with a bunch of pettiness. 
and a lot of trivial tasks that somebody else could take off their hands. Amen. So we got to decide, like, hey, am I going to assist them in that area? Now, um, the Lord showed me also that there's different levels of coming off the bench. Different levels. <laughs> Sometimes we, we sit idle from a spiritual perspective, um, but you got to realize that there are different levels. You know, the, the bench itself, sometimes the bench is actually necessary. Sometimes you're not ready to be out there in the fourth quarter in the ninth inning. Sometimes you got to be patient and say, this is my season for just learning. Mm -hmm. But when I get released, I'll be ready to go once I get through all the training that my leader has for me. You know, during the time of sitting on the bench, that's where you can cultivate your relationship with God. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I remember one time, you know, I was going through a process where I wasn't able to teach for a while. They had a rotation on. I was just kind of person like I could teach every day. I just love teaching the Word of God. Yeah. But they had a church rotation, and the guy was like, "Well, we just need to, um, you know, get some other people in." I was like, "All right, if I have to." I said, "But I'm telling you, you give me a break." But I didn't ask for the break, and I don't need the break. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sitting there on the side on my break, and I'm praying. I'm just like, "Well, shoot, ain't this used to me even studying now? I can't teach it." <laughs> and the Lord's like, "No, you gonna keep working it, working it." Working it, you know. Just because you're on the bench doesn't mean it's time to sit idle. Right, it's right. in the bench time that you can cultivate your stuff. Amen. Amen. Yes. I read all the time the Word of God. I read articles. I read publications. I read history. I read all these different things. And that's why a lot of times when God places me in different situations, stuff that's already in me through the time of being on the bench just comes to the surface as I need. Yes. The very first time I had ministerial training, they asked um, three people from the last session. Mind you, this is my first session, so I don't know about the assignment. So they said, um, we need three people from last time to get up and, and, and preach for 15 minutes. I'm like, and nobody's going up. So he picks one, picks another one. Now, mind you, they were there before. They had the assignment. He said, I need somebody else. I'm like, I'll volunteer. So he's like, what are you going to teach on? I said, well, I'm already on the spot. Give me a subject. So he went to 1 Corinthians about us all being members of the body of Christ together. Amen? And I prayed for a couple minutes, and I got up there. And as I'm sharing that scripture, all of a sudden I start talking about ghost limb syndrome. Where an amputee, even though they've cut off their foot or their leg or part of their fingers, they feel pain in the area that's no longer there. Amen? Because it takes a while for the brain to rewire. And what I said is that the reason that ties to the body of Christ is that sometimes... Somebody might think that they're not needed in the body, but they get amputated, the body as a whole still feels the pain from the missing element. Amen? That's one of the first things I shared. But see, I, I was able to bring out that revelation because I had been storing it in during the down season of being on the bench. And like I said, there's different levels of coming off the bench. I'm not going to read this. I'm trying to you know, move along a little bit for y'all. Um, Mark chapter 5, 1 through 13 is where... The man had broken the fetters, chains and fetters, and the, the, the spirit legion inside of him. And Jesus has cast that spirit out of the man. And the spirit knew more about ju spiritual jurisdiction and, and territories than most people. Uh -huh. <laughs> He's like, hey, you don't just cast me out anywhere. He said, man, you cast me over there. Them demons over there, them strong men, they might tear me up. So he said, can you cast me out, cast me out but leave me here? Yeah. So Jesus is like, all right, I can cut your break. Cast him out. And he went to a herd of, herd of, of pigs that were right there. Y'all didn't realize that. I mean, I know y'all knew. 
<laughs> that's the spirit. You, you see spirit, spiritual jurisdiction and territory in that. Yeah. Even the demon is like, uh -huh, don't send me over there. <laughs> so he cast them into those, those spirits nearby, and the pigs went off the cliff and drowned themselves. Mm -hmm. Amen? But what that's basically showing is that there are defined spiritual territories. And see, you might be in a season where God wants you to come off the bench, but you need to know how far to come off the bench. What position are you playing when you come off the bench? What has God called you to during this time of the season that he's having you come off the bench? Because even though he's allowed you to come off from the position of sitting idle, that doesn't mean that you need to jump out in the battlefield and try to be one of God's generals. Amen. Amen. Because you might get yourself so tore up, you'd be wishing that you never got off the bench. Oh, yeah, so you need to know what has God called me to. What is my spiritual jurisdiction here? What does God define for me to do in this time and season so that I can walk in that? In other words, so I can stay in my lane. Yeah. All right. You know, you driving down the road, you start swerving, you can get an accident and kill yourself. Amen. Well, in the spirit, that can happen too. Amen. Yeah, I remember one time my mentor, Apostle Bruce Lester up in Camden, he had somebody that said he felt he was led to go to Africa and preach the gospel. That's a good thing. But he told him, he said, you got you got things in your life that you need deliverance from. Come on here. And you're not ready to go yet. Amen. Oh, you're trying to hold me back. Mm -hmm. Amen. God told me. Uh -huh. I got to go to Africa. So he said, I'm telling you, I'm not against you going to Africa, but I'm telling you by the Spirit that this is not your time of season. Don't go. Uh -huh. and you know that man got over there? And up messing around some woman with the spirit of lust. Wow. And somebody in jealousy came over and stabbed him within an inch of his life. Wow. Jesus. Had to go. Mm -hmm. God told me. Mm -hmm. It's my time. Uh -huh. my, my, my. We need to know, not only, like I said, <coughs> when to come off the bench, mm. but how and where's my jurisdiction I know that's right. as it relates to coming off the bench. I'm very careful about that in terms of spiritual jurisdictions and territories right. and stuff like that. Yes, I pray before I came. I can't pray. I love y'all. I've hey. met your pastor. I know them by the spirit. But I prayed before I came here. I ain't just going to know you right. Uh, and I, I was happy. I told them early. I was happy that I prayed and he gave me the release to come here. Because mm -hmm. Thursday night, right. I am not stressed out on anything. All right. I go to bed and I'm just laying there and I can't go to sleep. I start praying. And the Lord just starts speaking. About the burden and the spirits and things that are coming against this ministry and try to hinder it and try to, to, to quench it and try to attack the pastors. Mm -hmm. And he said, Now I'll let you feel wow. some of the stuff they're going through. And I'll tell you, I had a manifestation where I felt heaviness in my chest yes. and everything. I was up praying all night. Amen. All night. And here's the thing they told me about the situation with their daughter, so it could have been part of that too. I didn't Amen. know the specifics, I just knew that there were spirits coming after their ministry, Amen. aside to try to take them out. Amen. And I was praying in obedience to God, and that's just a sign. It just shows you, though, we get outside of our lane. You don't know what you might be dealing with. Right. Amen. 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 For real. So you better know before you go. I know that's right. <laughs> you better know before you go. <laughs> or you might win. I know that's right. <laughs> he came and went. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> Well, he was serving God. Yeah, well, he was serving God, but he went to glory a little early. I knew that. So we just need to know, and like I said, know the boundaries that God has us um, defined to work in. See, yes. God has placed within you the gifting you need to be fruitful in the area that he's called you to. And see, we can't put 
grades of it or levels on it. Oh, because he's out here or there, he's more important, he's more gifted, or he's more anointed. No. Whatever God has called you to, that's the area where that full anointing that was, is within you can flow. That's I mean, nice. you just never know when God is going to put you on duty. All right. I remember years ago, I was talking to Pam about, you know, manifestations of healing and stuff like that. I'm going to a mall, this is Christmas time, and all of a sudden, this woman walks by with what looks like her sister mm -hmm. to the natural eye. Oh. But in my spirit, I was like, somebody right. Mm -hmm. I was like, my eyes are telling me they're sisters. I said, but my spirit is telling me, like, that's mom and daughter. Mm -hmm. I was like, something ain't right. So the Lord's like, go lay hands on her. I was like, oh, man, come on. Right, right, right. So I deep as y'all, I guess. So I'm like, black man, All right. mall, mm -hmm. hands on white people. Mm -hmm. Nothing is white people, I love them. Yeah. But hands on some strange people, right. people in a mall, right. Christmas season. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's going to be my ministry. The handcuff ministry is they haul me off in cuffs. Right. So I know I, I ain't as deep as y'all. I was just like, oh, oh like, come on, Lord. Right. I do this again. You know, and he's like, you're going to pray for him. And I was like, no, I ain't. Mm, I ain't. I'm I was like, I ain't doing it. Right. I had a little temper tantrum. Uh, I ain't doing it. So they're walking this way. And I was like, I and I'm saying, I'm going to just tell God. Sorry, I just lost track of them. Going the other direction. All right, Joan. So, so I end up going. I go into the store. They walk by. I go. Up, I go in one of the big, big stores with multiple levels and anything. Macy's and I go in there. Hey, wait. Go walk. I said, like, come on, I ain't doing it. I said, like, I ain't doing it. I told you I ain't doing it. Next you know, my hands start throbbing. Because sometimes I'm praying for him, I get a manifestation in my hand. Yes. My hand th starts throbbing. Yes. And he's just like, your hand's going to throb and swell till it falls off if you don't go pray for them. All right. So finally, I'm like, all right. All right. <laughs> Tag on. So I was like, all right. So they're going up this escalator, and I walk up behind them, and I lay hands on the, the young woman, and she, you know, she goes, and I'm praying and everything. We get to the top of the escalator, and the woman looks around. She's like, she was okay. She wasn't going to fall. I said, oh, no, she wasn't going to fall. I said, I'm a man of God. The Lord told me to pray for her healing. And the woman looks at me, and thanks for all the stuff that I did, and my obedience to God. Mm -hmm. She looks at me like, cuckoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Right, right. And they go off. So I pray. I don't know what's going on. So next thing I know, I'm turning on the TV, and I'm just changing the channel, see what's on good. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I change the channel, like, Hey man, something caught my eye. Turn it back, and they have a set a show where they're talking about progeria. Mm -hmm. wow. It's a disease where people age like I think seven or more wow. times faster, yeah. so yeah. little kids look like senior citizens. citizens right, right. And that's what that girl had. Oh. Wow. Hey man. So what if I had been obedient? I don't know the outcome of it, but I just know exactly. that. Even though I did it half-heartedly at first, right, right, right. <laughs> the Lord knew what He was doing. Exactly. So sometimes we even have to stay in our lane and be that's obedient right. to what God wants us to do, even right. when we don't know about that's it. Right. I know that's and you right. know, God's got a sense of humor too. I remember one time walking down Center City when I was working there, and this, you know, you know, long Philly blocks, and this woman yeah. comes around the corner about two blocks away, and from the distance, all I can see is that as an African American senior citizen woman, mm. and Lord's like, "You're gonna pray for her." I was like, "Okay." And I just talked to Pam and said, I need to learn how to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I just told Pam, like, oh, you know, manifestation, healing, and, 
you know, God will back you up if you pray and healing. Yeah. So the woman comes up, and you know, this is business time. People walk around in suits and briefcases and you know, uh, fancy cars driving by. And the woman comes up, and finally, you know, I walk by, and as she's coming, the Lord's like, her eyes. So I know i got to pray for her eyes. Mm -hmm. So we walk past each other, and I'm like, nod, give her a little nod and a little smile, keep it moving. Because mm -hmm. I'm deep, see? Yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah. like y'all, y'all would just walk right up in the name. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I ain't sophisticated and deep as y'all, so, you know, I, I'm growing in that. So I walk past the woman, you know, every step, I don't know if it's the devil tormenting me or God kicking my butt because I ain't been obedient. But I was just, I finally got to the point where I'm going to get to work and I'm going to be tortured all day if I don't do it. So I turned around and I ran her down. Not ran her down, but I, I, I caught up with her. <laughs> I didn't run her over. I caught up with her and I said, Lord, tell me to pray for your eyes. She's like, okay. So I, I lay hands on her. I start praying. Now, mind you, once again, business time, rush hour, and I'm praying for her. And the woman is, you know, I start praying and the woman's like, oh, thank you, God. I'll praise you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh. And I'm praying. I'm like, I'll peek you with one eye. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, we are putting on a show in Santa City. Right, right. And, you know, I just get this vision in my head of, like, God slapping Jesus on the back, cracking up, laughing at me. But anyway, so I'm praying. And then the lady's like, I'm sorry, son, I can't hear you good. Can you speak up? I was like, okay. <laughs> this is good. So right. I'm praying. Oh, thank you, Jesus. She's waving her hands, screaming at the top of her lungs. People walking by once again. Cuckoo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then when I'm done, the woman looks up for a second. And I had to do a double take because I see blue eyes. Ooh, and she put her head down. And she looked back up. They were brown again. But I think the Lord has let me see a manifestation of mm -hmm. healing mm -hmm. in her eyes by, wow. for a moment, let me see like her eyes are like blueing, wow. like blue, like the yes. rays of God's glory right. in her eyes. And she's like, yeah, I had glaucoma. You know, how'd you know that? I said, the Lord, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Amen. So God wants us to get off the bench. Yes. And we saw, it says, greater work shall ye do. Yes. Amen. Yes. But you got to get out there and do it. Amen. Yes. You can't be just sitting on the bench. You've got to get out there and do it. Now, you might have concerns about coming off the bench. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 talks about, by grace have you been saved, mm -hmm. and not of yourself. It is a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Amen? Mm -hmm. And it talks about us being God's workmanship. Yes. I like that. Amen? Yes. Amen. In the beginning. Amen? In the beginning, after God created the earth, this shiny blue marble planet with all these beautiful fish and birds and you know, lions and tigers and bears and all these different things. Oh my, I know how to say it. All these different things on the planet earth. And you know, God's just sitting there. I just get this picture in my head of God being like that finger statue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about something. And the angels are looking like, wait a minute, God just always says, look. God always thought, spoke, and it was. Mm -hmm. Why is he all of a sudden pondering something? He's like, oh, I'm about to make a man. Amen? And God creates man in his own likeness. He places within him everything he needs, every attribute. Amen? Not only in Adam, the original seed of, of mankind, but in everybody that is to follow. So I fully believe that each one of us has something within us that God wants to come forth from this earth. The same way he did with Adam, the same way he wants to do with you and I. He wants all of us, amen, amen. to come forth and walk in the gifts that we have. So we don't have any reason to be having feelings of inadequacy. Yes. God has placed something vital 
for this season in each one of us. Amen. Amen. God wants all of us to come forth with it. You might have insecurities. Last time I checked, he talked to Moses, and Moses said, I'm eloquent of speech. Yes, yes. I'm not eloquent of speech. Mm -hmm. You know, and most scholars say that he was a stubborn. Mm -hmm. So he's like, how are you going to have me go back to Egypt where I'm a murderer, first of all? Yeah. Uh -huh. My people don't like me because I was a sellout living in the palace while they're out there getting whipped on the back every day. How am I going to go back and be a spokesman for people that don't like me? And then I left the palace as a renegade. How am I going to go back? Because on, on top of all these things, I'm going to stutter as, as well. And God's response to him was, wasn't I with your mouth when it was made? Amen. In other words, God is with your inadequacies. Yes. God is with your insecurities. God is well, well aware of every defect and every reason that you have for why you cannot serve him faithfully. And yet, God still said to Moses, go. And you see in that passage, it says that when Moses didn't want to go, it says his anger was kindled against him. God will get angry at you if you refuse to walk in the very reason for which you were created. Amen. Amen. You got to go out and walk in that thing. Yeah. Amen. You got to walk that thing out. Because it was what you created for. And in your creation, the, the area in which you'll feel the most energized and empowered is the very thing for which you were made. Yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God has placed too much in you that is needed for this time and season for it just to be lying there. I know that's right. It's got to come out. Yeah. Because it's somebody that needs your gift. Yes. It doesn't matter whether you're a preacher or a singer or a teacher. It doesn't matter. Whatever God has called you to, that gift is vital and necessary in this time and season. For real. Amen. Yes. I'll leave. How, how more time? Do you need me to wrap up? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, so insecurities. Um. Another reason for not coming off the bench, poor background and daily problems. Mm. Amen? Oh, well, I'll see some people taking notes. The one for Moses, Exodus 4, 10 to 14. Poor background and daily problems. I'm going to look at Gideon. He had a poor background, amen? amen? Judges 6, 11 through 16. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash to Abiezrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Yes. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. So we see here that Gideon was a product of a poor background. Amen? Yes, yes. Amen. He said, my family is the least in Manasseh. So we were born on the wrong side of the tracks, maybe in an impoverished neighborhood, mm -hmm. maybe a family that had a bad reputation. You know, some of the things that we might say about our own families. Mm -hmm. And he says, within that family that's so minimal or dysfunctional, 
Within that very family, I am the least of that family. Yes. You can't get much worse. All right. So what was he? The, bat, the black sheep, sheep? The dysfunctional kid? The troublemaker? Right. You know, the scoundrel? The bad student? I mean, something was wrong where he said, I am the least of the least right. of a family that's the least. Right. And yet we see the angel of the Lord address him, Ho! Mighty man of, of valor. And throughout the whole thing, as Gideon talked about, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, and why have you said help? The angel of the Lord never says, okay, you're right, Gideon. You can stay on the bench. You can be inadequate. You can feel sorry for yourself all the days of your life and never mount anything. Yes. Now, we don't see that at all. We don't see. See, God will never change how he views you. Amen? Amen, amen. Even if you sin. God is a God that will restore you from your sin, but then put you back on the path of walking in what he's called you to. Amen. He'll never come to you Amen. and negate it and say, okay, because of what you've done, you're no longer called to that. Amen. God won't do that. He'll say, go and sin no more. Now get back on that path and do what Amen. I told you to do. Amen. Do that which I created you for. Amen. Amen? Amen. Yes. And it was the same thing with him. And, and this shows you that he had a poor background, but also it kind of shows you the mindset regarding daily problems. Because yes. Gideon said, look, these people are taking all our wheat. We're out here working, and as it is, I'm over here hidden in this back room by the wine press, threshing my wheat, trying to keep it for myself before they steal it. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that showed me is that as he was doing that, he was com completing what I refer to as an intercessory act. Mm -hmm. Because when he was threshing the wheat, he was beating the tares or the weeds out of the wheat, All right. which was symbolic from a spiritual perspective of beating the Midianites mm. out of the midst of the people of Israel. Yes. And here's the thing. He didn't just do it anywhere. He threshed the wheat by the wine press. What is the wine press? The place where it produces wine or the juice of grapes, which is representative of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen? So it was Gideon's problems that caused him to get to the place where he started in the supernatural walking out some of the things that God had called him to, to be a thresher of the wheat or the dysfunction or the oppression out of the heart of his people. Mm -hmm. Once God saw him doing it in the spirit, he said, now you're about to go out and do it in the natural. You're going to literally drive the Midianites out of the midst of your people. Amen. Amen? Amen. So sometimes we're sitting around dealing with daily problems and we're saying, oh, well, I'll start serving God more faithfully when things smooth, you know, ease up on me a little bit. Mm -hmm. When my life gets more stable, where I don't have all these problems pressing me on it on every side, that's when I'll start serving God. The reality is, you're always going to have some kind of problem. Amen. I know that's There's right. always going to be some kind of war. Yes. There's usually going to be some kind of crisis, dysfunction, irritation, something going on in your life. If you're using that to define the moment when you're going to get off the bench, probably will never happen. Amen. 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 So what we need to do is say, I'm going to take my eyes off my situation and allow the God in me Amen. to propel me out there to serve Him. And as Amen. I'm serving Him, God will deal with all the situations Amen. that are playing in me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Now, and, and another thing too is your role. Your role may not seem to be very important. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Your role or gifting may not seem to be very important to you. Well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not called to a visible gift. I'm in one of those gifts in the back office or with the kids or something like that. Well, the Lord showed me something about that. He said that maybe you're not on the front lines every day. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we learn from baseball is that a pitch, pitch hitter may not play every game. Right. But when they bring them in, 
that coach is trusting him in a crucial or emergency situation to come in and get him a hit. Amen. So see, he comes out rarely. That's right. Yeah. When he comes out, is because the coach says, I trust this guy to deliver the good. Amen. 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 Same way with us in the body of Christ. You may not be in the most visible, prom prominent, or used role on a daily basis. All right. But just be ready. Amen. When it's your time to come off the bench. Amen. Just be ready. Don't let the time in which you're sitting serve as a time to sulk, complain, murmur about your situation. Instead, allow yourself to launch out there. And even if you're not out there, be ready to go at a moment's notice when God gives you the call. Amen. You know, sometimes getting out there, there's some pain associated with, with serving God in ministry as well. Yes. Amen. Yes. I mean, don't let the pain, the discouragement, get in the way of you serving God. You know, as I said earlier, you're in a fivefold, you're no pain. <laughs> Office of prophet is a life of rejection. Amen. Amen. It's a life of sorrow and grief. It's a life of a lot of warfare. Amen. <clears throat> yes. Sir. So you can't allow that to stop you from doing it. You know, I train, myself and Mr. Kelly, um, we train in the martial arts. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, it's that pain as you're going through the preliminary training and all the workout regimens and learning your forms and breaking boards and breaking bricks and stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know, stuff that you really shouldn't be doing with your bare hands. Right. You know, but sometimes you hit something the wrong way, mm -hmm. that pain will tell you, oh, I better turn the angle of my fist or my foot the next time I do it. Right. So sometimes pain is very instructional. Amen. And then other times pain will break you down, but it builds you back strong. Amen. 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 I remember before when I, I was dealing with the situation that happened in my surgery, I was praying. I said, Lord, I know you're God of healing. So if you want to heal me supernaturally, you can. I said, but if not, I'm going to trust you to get me through the process, and I'm going to be healed anyway. I'm going to use this for a testimony unto your name. Amen. And I did pray one time, and I asked him, I said, what is the meaning behind this? I'm not complaining, but I want to know what is the meaning and the reason behind this so that I can you know, bring the fullness out of this that I want. And, yes. and the God's response to me was, sometimes a tree has to be tapped to produce sap. Wow. And he says, sometimes a vial has to be broken to release this ointment that's inside. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen? So in other words, sometimes you've got to be broken to let the anointing, the healing balm of God Amen. to flow Amen. out of your life Amen. into the life of somebody Amen. else. Amen. Don't despise your pain. I know that's right. Don't say, why did this happen to me? Instead, say, God, what do you want to bring out of my pain in the life of somebody Amen. else? Amen? If I'm going to go through this pain, I want to make it worthwhile. Amen. I know that's right. You know? <clears throat> I want to make it fruitful. Yes. The devil meant it for evil. He meant it to destroy me. I want you, God, to turn this thing around for good. I've walked the streets of my neighborhood, going up this total strangers. Hey, you had yourself checked out? Mm. Man, I go get annual checkups. And my checkout saved my life. I wouldn't right. be standing here right now in your front yard. Don't even know your name. All right. I wouldn't even know you if it was for me getting my daily checkups. Hey, you been checked out? Amen. I hear you. You know, I talk to black men, white men. I said, oh, I don't think because you're white that you can't have a risk of early, early stage prostate cancer. Right. You get yourself checked out. I said, when I went there and I signed up for my surgery, they said, this thing knows no age, knows no race, knows no number. I know that. She said, right. we had a 21-year-old in here just had a prostatectomy. Wow. Amen. So I use it for a testimony. The devil probably sitting there the whole time. Talk on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just bought a car in December. Mm -hmm. Talking to the, the general manager, I share my testimony. Next thing I know, I picked up the car and went back for my tags. The, the manager over that, I won't say the place, since mm -hmm. I, so I'll keep the, the, the people out of it. Mm -hmm. But I went back to pick up my plates. And when I did, the sales manager came to me and said, um, I'm Brian, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. He said, well, you remember you shared with me? You know about your surgery and everything? I said, like, yeah. He said, well, the general manager 
Now, the sales manager was over that particular car dealership. Okay. But he's like, the general manager, this is a complex of multi-dealership. The general manager, he said he just had that, and he's very discouraged about it. Wow. He said, would you mind talking to him? I said, oh, yeah, I'll talk to him. Wow. So we went back to his office. It was black. I was like, ah. Oh. So I was like, I can give you my number. He said, let me look around. He looked around, couldn't find him. And um, and he said, I finally gave him a number. Well, yeah, my number. I said, you can have him call me anytime. So I walked back and said, oh, before I go, I'll just hit the restroom real quick, and then mm -hmm. I'll head home. So I go to the restroom, which is past his office. Come back. The light is on. All right. I said, oh, okay. So I, I go get you know the guy who, the sales manager. He walks me in. Next thing you know, I'm talking to the general manager over an entire auto complex for 45 minutes. He actually put a sales meeting on hold. Talked to him for 45 minutes about this, and oh, they said that. Oh, yeah, well, your case might sound worse than mine, but I'm believing God for you, and we're going to be praying for you and everything. Mm -hmm. God, by the time we're done, he wrapped his arms around me. He said, man, I'm so glad I met you. Amen. Wow. Amen. So, see, you could, you could be miserable about yes. your testimony, yes. or you can say, you know what? If it had to happen, I'm going to turn this thing around for God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The devil is not getting glory out of my stuff. I know that's right. He's not getting glory. Word. That's now, it's up to you to faithfully... Draw what you need. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. For the man or woman of God. It's up to you to draw it out. Because see, we can come in every week and we can preach the Word of God to you. But one of the things I know, and I'm sure you sense in your spirit, is that this time when we preach it, though, that people are tapping into your spirit. Mm. And there's a pull. I know there's been a lot of times where I have stuff. I've had times where I've written a sermon like, okay, this will be one week. <laughs> I'm working on something else. So I'll just do this sermon for one week. You know, and by the time two weeks come, I have the rest of this wrapped up because it's longer than I thought. So I'll come in thinking like, okay, here's a one-day sermon. Five weeks later, I'm wrapping up. <laughs> and the reason is because even though I might, I do my research, I do my prayer, I do my planning, and I write it out. Mm -hmm. When I come in, depending on who's there, there's a, a, a pull or a draw on the spirit, amen, yes. where they pull more revelation or anointing out of you, yes. amen. So it's up to you. You want to get off the bench, amen. You want to do right. something for God, and you feel there's something that you need to tap in that you haven't accessed yet, or you feel I don't have enough anointing to get me out there to do what I need to do. Tap into your leader, amen. Pull something out of them, yes, in Jesus' name. And you might say, is this biblical? Amen. I got three examples for you. Come on. Mark chapter 5, 25 through 34. Jesus is walking through a crowd, probably 3,000 people. Come on. And you know, a crowd 3,000 people, people bumping. That's true. I mean, you got to picture this as it was at the time. So he's walking through a crowd, excuse me, you know, people backing into you, bumping you, in your way, excuse me, just yes. make his way through the crowd. And this is one woman with an issue of blood. Yes. 12 years. Yes. Spent all her money. Yes. Couldn't get any deliverance. Mm -hmm. And she said, but if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Yeah. Notice sure. that. Not even touch him. If I just touch the, the edge of his clothes. Yes. Amen. I will be whole. Yes. And because she had a mindset and a spirit of expectation, and she had a reverence for the man of God and what he could provide her, mm -hmm. she was able to tap into something. Amen. Because just think about that. In a crowd of thousands of people, all these people bumping you, bumping you, bumping you, and Jesus is just walking through. All right. How you doing? Excuse me. Coming through. All of a sudden, whoa. Somebody touched me. Yes. We see it right here. Even his, his disciples. What are you talking about? Somebody touched you. Mm -hmm. It's 3,000 people. <laughs> you probably bumped into 100 getting through here. He said, no, no, no. Somebody touched me and virtue 
has come out of me. Yes. See, there's somebody that touched me that was trying to tap in through something through the vehicle of faith. Mm -hmm. So whereas everybody else was just bumping and banging and excuse me and all this, so there's this one person in this crowd that's just tapped me with a spirit of expectation that was looking to draw something yes. out of me. Yes. Yes. She put a demand, amen? Yes. I hate yes. to say demand on the spirit because the Holy Spirit is God. Right. So we got to be careful. Y'all know what I mean. Yes. There's a pull, a draw on the spirit, yes. amen? Hallelujah. That she had a spirit of expectation that she said, I don't even have to touch the man overall. If I just touch the clothing on his body, right. I only get the breakthrough that I've been waiting for for 12 years. Yes. Amen? Yes. So she was able to tap in, and her faith made her whole. Amen. Are you coming into church every week looking to draw from the man or woman for God? Right. Are you looking to touch and tap into something that is supernatural? Yes. Or are you just looking at flesh and blood? Oh, what's he going to preach this week? Come on now. Oh, is he going to touch, step on my toes again? He's mm. get on my... Man, I need to find me somewhere else. They just beat me up. God. Oh. Well, maybe you need to tap into something. Yeah. That'll transform your life. Amen? Yeah. Transform your life. But it comes here, as we see, through the vehicle, through the avenue, through the, the vehicle of faith. you got to come in with an expectation that they got something I want, and I'm on a mission to get it. That woman said, I am not going to be stopped today. That man's got something. I'm desperate for it. I gotta get it. All right. I don't know about the rest of the people in this crowd. Maybe life life is easier. Maybe they're healthy. Maybe they got money. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got people they can depend on. Mm -hmm. I ain't got no hope left. I gotta tap into something right. for Jesus. Yeah. I gotta get today. Yes. See, this is the day of judgment. Yes. This is also the day of opportunity. If I don't tap in and get this thing today, the party's over. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So I'm gonna get what I want from Jesus. Amen. Jesus. So she tapped in, and thank God, hallelujah, the power. He says the virtue, but in the underlying Greek, that yes. word virtue is dunamis, the same dunamis power that we see in the book of Acts. Yes. Power flowed out of Jesus into that woman, hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's because of her faith. If she had come in and touched him with the wrong mindset, All right. the spirit of familiarity, with the attitude of, oh, he's just an average Joe, and yes, oh, sir. what's he going to preach this week? And oh, oh, he talking to them over there? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Then it wouldn't have had no benefit whatsoever. For real. Amen. But because she says, what he has is for me, yes. Amen. I'm going to get it. Amen. And God bless Amen. you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. The centurion, Matthew 8, 5 through 13. The centurion comes and says, Hey, my servant is going through sickness. Mm -hmm. Can you heal my servant? All right. Jesus said, Yeah, I'll go. He said, Oh, no, no, no. You don't have to come. I'm a man that understands authority. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when I bark an order, I'm paraphrasing. When I bark an order, mm -hmm. when I say jump, they better say hi, hi, sir. <laughs> They better get it done or it's going to be the latrine or some kind of punishment. Right. So he said, I know you're a man of authority too. Mm -hmm. And he said, the same way I could bark an order to another soldier, he better move yes. or, it, that's, or he's in some serious trouble. He says, I know Jesus that when you speak a word only, mm. not a sentence, mm. not a paragraph, mm. not a book, mm. not an article, not a movie script. <laughs> no. You speak a word only. Oh. My servant, long distance. It could be a mile, it could be five miles, it could be 20 miles away. Speak a word only. Yeah. Bam, party's over. Because I know the same way I bark orders to soldiers, you'll speak and demons better back up. Mm -hmm. yes. Amen? Yes. And Jesus said, man, I ain't never seen such faith. Who in all Israel? Right. Let the words that you spoke Happen unto you exactly as you said. Amen. Wow. Do you come in amen. to church? Amen. Are you looking awesome. to draw 
and, and move in the things of God and come off the bench and operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Operate in the revelation that's been fed into you on a daily basis based upon hallelujah, what they're speaking into your lives. Do you have a sense of expectation that the word that's being planted into me, the word is being spoken over to me, the word is even being pronounced over me in prayer, mm. even if it's long distance, is having an effect? Or are always just words on paper? Mm. So you've got to put some meat and potatoes on that word. Yes, yes. <laughs> Faith. Amen? It's the meat and potatoes yes. that makes this stuff active. You had to put some oomph, some unction, some belief on the Word. And the last person I want to look at in terms of drawing from the people as you're coming off that bench mm -hmm. is Abraham. Genesis 22, 1-5. Yes. God said, go kill your son. <coughs> put him on the table. Mm -hmm. Stab him and, and, and be done. Abraham's like, wait a minute. I don't fall clawed scratch. Me and Sarah to had this boy in the first place. Mm -hmm. And now, you got the nerve to tell me to go kill him? Mm -hmm. And you told me that I'm going to be a father of many nations? Like, mm. what is going on here? Yes. But then, that faith part of him that he had built up over the years said, Well, even if I got to kill him, the lad and I are coming younger. Right. See, in other words, before he went to worship mm -hmm. and do, before he went to do what God told him to do, he said, First, I and the lad shall go yonder and worship. That's right. So he went to worship, but then he said, outside of the worship, when I come back, I have the expectation that we will return yes. back to this place. Amen. See, that's another law of first mentioned scripture. Whenever you go to worship God, don't be just coming here to sing some songs and go through the motions. No, coming to worship yes. with a mindset that I have a spirit of anticipation yes. and yes. expectation. Yes. I'm going in the presence of the, the yes. author of the universe. Yes. That's right. Amen? Yes. I have an expectation. Yes. I'm not just coming to church and going through the motions. No, I need deliverance. I need salvation. I need healing. I need something to go on with my family member over here. Yes. I have a sense of expectation. When I come into the service, I'm expecting something to happen. Yes. Amen? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We need to stop doing church as usual and just going through the motions. Amen. We need to come in and say, I have an audience, I'm having an audience with the creator of the yes. universe. Amen. Wow. Sure enough. And sometimes people say, oh, well, there's not enough time to, to rectify the situation. That's how I check. In Genesis, it says at a certain point that he created the, the evening and the day. Hmm. That means God is the author of time. There's, That's always, right. there's always time. That's right. <laughs> if there's one nanosecond, God has more than enough time because just as God can defy the laws of physics, right. He can defy the laws of time. There's always Amen. time for your breakthrough. Amen. 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 Believe God. Both to God into the spirit of worship. Hallelujah. With a sense of anticipation and expectation. You are wasting your time in worship if you're not believing God for something. If you're not believing God for anything, through the praise and worship or the sermon coming forth on Sunday, I'll give you a free pass. Just stay home. Come on. Amen. 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 And I didn't want to say that. Amen. But if you're not coming in expecting something, what? Watch Sunday football. I know that's right. Man, I mean, if you watch a game show, you, you might get a little knowledge out of it. Right. We come to church and we're meeting Jesus Christ and we come in like, okay, I'll go in. Yes. Do my two hours. Go yeah. home. Mm -hmm. Well, what'd you expect today? Nothing. Uh -huh. Well, you got nothing. You need to come in expecting yes. something from God. And as it relates to coming off the bench, expect that what is going to be spoken that day is going to 
Something's going to be pulled out Amen. that's going to revolutionize yes. your life, motivate your life, Amen. give you insight, give you guidance, Amen. give you peace, give you joy, yes. give you hope, yes. give you whatever you need. Jesus. See, and, and, and talking about the situation of pulling something out of the man or woman of God from the throne of God. Yes. I had one time, I was sitting at work. This just came to mind. I work at the Blue Cross. And the Lord speaks to me here on the day. And he said, you, you, you're um, preaching Bible study tonight. I'm like, I am? I was like, okay. I'm like, okay. So I'll start getting something ready. So I start looking. I was like, when I have lunchtime, I'll take a later lunch and start looking through my notes. So I looked through my notes. Unfortunately, I had something I could teach on. Because by the time I got home filling stuff, I'd be like, okay, I got time to like just eat real quick, maybe, and get to the church. Amen. So anyway, I go home, eat, get to the church. <clears throat> got my notes. I sit down in the chair, and I'm praying before the service. Yes. You know, short notice. I'm praying, like, Lord, you know, use me in light, touch the people. All of a sudden, I'm praying, and I hear, you're, you're talking about overcoming offenses tonight <laughs> and forgiveness. Mm. I'm like, Lord, I'll, I'll say, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I'm thinking the enemy trying to deceive me. Like, all right, I'm all on the spot, rush, yeah. short notice. Yeah. I, I, I was lucky to have something in my briefcase, and you trying to tell me to switch gears to something else. No, not going to happen. I'm not being deceived. <laughs> Keep praying. I hear it again. You're preaching on forgiveness. I'm forgiveness tonight. I was like, get behind me. <laughs> See, I, I got this three, I got this rule. This is my rule. I don't have to be your rule. I hear something three times, I will go through a fiery building. If I hear it three times. Just so, I don't know. You'd be like, well, why did it hurt work work from the first or second? I don't know. Right. I just know with me. If I hear it three times, I know it's God and I'll do whatever. Amen. Amen. So I hear it the third time. You're going to speak on unforgiveness tonight. So I was like, all right, I don't, have, I don't know if I have notes, but if I have to, I guess, Lord, we're winging it tonight. So I reached in my, my briefcase, and I had some notes. So I changed my ser sermon. So now it's like I really didn't even have time for preparation or prayers. It's just like pull out my notes, get to it. So I get up there, and after praise and worship, I do my teaching, and there's a woman sitting in the congregation. She's like, can I say something? I'm like, sure, sis. She stands up. She said, I've written multiple books. I've been on radio advertising my book on gospel radio stations, stuff like that. But she said, I'm ashamed to say that I put a hit out on a man. Wow. And she said, your, your message on unforgiveness really, you know, made me see I had to truly repent. So can you pray for me? And she wow. said, i got to go stop this hit. She wow. literally had put, she's a Christian author. Wow. Advertising her book on Christian radio. And she said, I ain't talking about, you know, just saying a phrase. She said, no, I put a hit out on a man so I gotta stop it mm. and show forgiveness so what here's my thing what if I didn't hear the Holy Spirit exactly. and do what he told me to do even on the spur of the moment you don't know what the consequences are as it relates to your obedience and your willingness yes. to be ready and at God's disposal yes. anytime any season oh, Amen. Yes. And that's why it's so important that even if you're on the bench you keep studying and studying to show yourself approved. A workman that studies show thyself approved of God. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. You've got to be ready all the time. You don't know Amen. when the calls will come. Amen. You don't know when God's going to dial your beeper. I want one mercy call. Get out there and minister to somebody. Yes. Amen. you got to be ready at God's disposal all the time. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So, two more things. I'll make quick. I promise. God told me to ask. Where are the Aaron's and hers? Aaron's and hers. H-U-R-S. Where are the Aaron's and hers? Exodus 17, 8-13. Then came Amalek 
and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go fight. And so, I'm sorry. Choose us out men and go out fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Mm -hmm. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. All right. Mm. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Where are the Aaron and Hurs? I was going, I'm up in Jersey, minding my business. Mm -hmm. Thursday night. And the Lord has me warring in the spirit all night for your pastors. Amen. And I'm not saying nobody wasn't on their post, but what I'm saying is our people, even if God doesn't say, get up tonight, or this is just a bad day for them, are you pretty much on your post all the time, lifting them up in the spirit, praying and undergirding them? Are you lifting up their arms like Aaron and her? Because sometimes... They're dealing with stuff like us as well. That's right. Kids, mm -hmm. bills, food, bill collectors, bring my phone, mm -hmm. my wife, I'm not home. They got all that stuff going on in their life. Amen? So when they're feeling heavy, are you coming up on the side and say, Apostle Lemuel, I got you. Mm -hmm. I know your arms are heavy. Don't worry. Just release. Mm -hmm. See, if I release the tension in my muscles right now, my arm drops. That's right. But if I release the tension and you hold me up, I can release. Amen. I can just release. I don't have to worry about my arms staying out. That's right. Because you're supporting the weight of them. Amen. So I can rest myself, in other words, from my efforts, Amen. because you're holding me up as I have a time to relax Amen. my muscles. My Lord. Both in the natural, but also in the spiritual. Yes. There's times where they have crises as well, that they need to be undergirded in prayer. They need their arms lifted up and it doesn't Amen. matter whether they say it or not Amen. a lot of times because of the role that they're called to and the role being so selfless and so full of focusing on others and not yourself a lot of times they're not going to tell you what it is it's, it's kind of a bad thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> i leap to, to, to the aid of anybody but i had to get to the place where i start saying hey pray for me exactly and even in my own personal life mm -hmm. i'll pray for everything down on the sun the lord has to start telling me um you gotta pray for you. <laughs> and the reason is, if you, I don't pray for myself, then I'm, if I'm all jacked up, I can't help all those other people I'm praying for. Exactly. So sometimes I gotta say, I gotta pray about Brian Fox. <laughs> I gotta have a moment of me yes, <laughs> yes. in prayer time. But those who are out there, amen, on the battlefield need people to undergird and hold up their arms as well. Like I said, the weight gets heavy, the warfare is great. But the thing I can tell you is just as we see here, the warfare is great, but the victory ahead wow. is even greater. Yes. If, yes. If, if, if someone lifts up their arms in prayer, someone provides the time, resilience, resilience, energy, flexibility, talent, resources, and everything else they need to undergird them to win the battle. Amen. 
And here's the thing. If you undergird them, you actually are undergirding yourself indirectly. Because if they're too worn out to get into the face of God to get the fullness of what they have for you, you're not getting everything you can have. And I know they're going to pray and fast and do the things they need to do anyway, but the reality is, you know, we sometimes get worn down where, hey, I would like to stay up all night and pray. But I haven't been through three nights of that already. Mm -hmm. So there comes a place where the human body will go to the place of exhaustion. Yes. Amen? So there's times where, yes, we want to be in the, in the presence of God more. But we don't did 14 hours. I know you're right. And you try as much as you can to stay up and study and pray, but that body just says no. Amen. I, that's the problem I have. I have a very comfortable desk chair. And sometimes I'm up. And Pam's like, Brian, wake up. Mm -hmm. Two nights later, Brian, come to bed. <laughs> that chair is comfortable. You said the chair, right? Every time somebody sits in my desk chair, it's like, oh. they say, it's an eye chair. So it's good for that, but it's bad right. if I'm trying to stay up, which Amen. is something I don't need to be doing as much as I used to do anyway. Amen. But the thing is, sometimes, just, sometimes it's just a prayer for them. Sometimes it's just taking the small things off of them. Mm -hmm. Amen? I got this role in the church or this task. And yes, I'm not going to just run off and do it my way. Tell me how you want it done so I can take one burden off your lap. Amen. Sometimes it's those things that will free them up to yes. do the late night prayers and the, the studies and the revelation. Or to go out there and do the counseling session at night instead of putting off to another night. Amen. These things all undergird and help them. And like I said, stop waiting for personal breakthroughs to manifest before you get active. Realize that we're all moving forward in God as yes. a family. Yes. Amen. We are all a family. And victory lies in breaking new ground in the spirit as we join together with everybody in the purposes of God. You know, you can write this down for later. I'm going to close with this. Joshua 7, 1 through 11. Mm -hmm. Joshua is the guy that told Moses, him, amen, him, yes. him and Caleb. Yes. When they talked about the story to, with the spies mm -hmm. and whether or not we can go to the land flowing with milk and honey, mm -hmm. yes. most of the spies gave a negative report. Man, they got giants. Right. Man, they make Shaq look tiny. <laughs> well, Shaq wasn't there then. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Man, they got giants in that land. We ain't going there. Amen. Joshua and Caleb said, no, let's go up at once. So Joshua is not only a man of God to say, I trust the leader to do what God has told us to do, but he says, I have the mindset of somebody that doesn't hesitate in the things of God. Let's yes. do it now. Yes. See, yes. by waiting, we have time to hesitate. Yeah. Waiting, we have time to let our faith dwindle as we ponder, like, well, yeah. will this bad thing happen? Or will that yeah. Or maybe yeah. this will happen? Yeah. Or maybe we'll get ambushed? Yeah. Oh, oh, what a See, when you take time to wait, you let all the possibilities, the negative possibilities are coming. Sometimes you've got to have people with the mindset, let's go up at once. We ain't going to think about it. Let's go get it. Yes. It's like Mary Mary. Go get it. Go get it. Uh -huh. I love that song. Yeah, me too. Go get it. Amen. So we see here, um, Moses, I'm sorry, Joshua is the same man there who is now the leader that was handed off the thing. So we see delegation of responsibilities mm -hmm. from Moses to Joshua. And now in the story here, we see jo Joshua at the battle of Ai. Amen. Mm -hmm. And it says some of his men got not only killed, but it said they had to retreat. Mm -hmm. So you know Joshua, Joshua's like the man that never lost. So he ain't happy right now. He's a poor sport at losing that contest. Mm -hmm. He's like, man, why do we lose? Right. And God's like, you sin. And I can imagine Joshua. No, oh, no, I didn't. No, I did not. Heavenly Father. And he said, yes, you did. He said, all right, well, tell me how I sinned. Because Achan has held 
the accursed thing. But why am I the sinner? Because you're all one. That's right. You're all supposed to be under the same vision, wow. the same destiny, Good fighting man. the same battles, going in the same direction. Oh. So because you have one person in the midst of the congregation that sin, you're all sin. That's right. Mm. And you're going to keep losing. You're going to keep losing battles. You're going to keep running from your enemies and embarrassment until you get it right. Wow. Purge that sin out of your midst. So by you not coming off the bench, it might not be a case of you and sin, but it could be because of your lackadaisical attitude. Um, God, the same way, if, come on, let's take this to yeah. its further conclusion. That's right. If one man in sin could God, cause God to say, you're all in sin. Mm -hmm. The same way, if one person is lackadaisical, yeah. lazy, murmuring, complaining, backbiting, mm. bitter, I don't feel like it, I'm looking elsewhere, one person in your midst, hold everybody back, because God would say, you're all lazy. That's right. You'd be better off purging your church from everybody with that attitude and having a smaller church with everybody on the right page than having the Aikens in the midst of your camp. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. So it does matter what each one of us does. It does matter our attitude. It does matter our sense of fervency. Amen? Amen. We all got to realize we're in this together. Yeah, yes. God has opportunities for yes. each one of us on an individual basis, yes. but God also has things for us as a congregation. Amen. But the great thing is, when you become selfless and you serve your pastors, your leaders, whoever your mentors are in the body of Christ, God not only expands the boundaries of their habitations, but it opens up doors of opportunity to you as well that you would never even That's accomplish. Right. Amen? Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we each have a responsibility. Come off the bench. Amen. Amen. Come off the bench. Amen. To come off the bench. The time is now. You are too precious yes. to the body of Christ. You are too unique yes. to the body of Christ. You are too precious, and what is in you is too priceless. Amen. To right. just be sitting there idly doing nothing. Amen. Amen. One of the things I learned from martial arts training, in addition to the fact that sometimes pain is good, is that sometimes you got to keep exercising and exercising. Right. One to build up your strength. That's right. mm -hmm. But another aspect is that you build up what they call muscle memory. Mm -hmm. You need to get to the place in your training where you no longer have to think. But as soon as something happens, you react. Yes. Amen? Yes. See, the same way there's spiritual and physical muscle memory, people in the body of Christ need to build up spiritual yes. muscle memory. Yes. I don't have to go and, yes, prayer is good, and I can pray on the way. But I ain't got to pray for 20 hours to figure out, do I need to go to the hospital because that person's on the deathbed? Right. Your spiritual muscle memory should say, go, and God will show me what to pray when I get there. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise the Lord. That's all I'm going to share today. Let's all clap. Give the Lord a, a, a hand clap. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Time to get off the bench. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to close in a prayer. And I want to all... Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just praise and thank you, Father, for the opportunity to come before your throne again, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. To partake of the bread of life. And we thank you, Father, that your word says that it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It pierces down to the joints and the marrow to show us anything, Father, that is contrary to you. Yes. So we just praise and thank you, Father, that as we would evaluate where we are in you spiritually, Father. Hallelujah. If there's been any complacency, 
If there's been any murmuring, complaining, yes. if there's been any apathy, laziness, anything that's contrary to you, Father, we ask you right now to purge it out of us, hallelujah, that we can walk in the fullness of what you've called us to be. We thank and praise you, Father, for your service here and for the, the, the church itself. Hallelujah, as you continue to pour out your blessings upon them. We thank and praise you, Father, that you encamp your angels around this entire building. Yes, around their automobiles. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm even reminded of Abraham in the Word of God where you said that when you made covenant with him, the covenant extended to his family members yes. and even down to his animals. Hallelujah. Yes. So we praise you, Father, that hallelujah, your glory would shine and resonate. Hallelujah. Not only in this church, in the surrounding area, but also down in their local neighborhoods. Thank and you. camp your angels around them. Hallelujah. Cover them. Thank Fill them with overflowing hallelujah. Holy Spirit with power and authority and might. We thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for healing ministry to manifest at a greater level than ever before. Yes. We thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah. That you're going to touch the hearts of many, Father, that as people would drive by or walk by, give them no rest in their spirits, Father. Let them feel the anointing of the power of God upon them. Even, hallelujah, hallelujah, as they would pass by, we thank you, Father, that it would draw many in, many who are brokenhearted, many who are in despair, many who are suicidal, Many who are depressed and bitter. Holly, many who have been jobless for a long time. We thank you, Father, to provide every resource this ministry needs. Hallelujah. To meet the needs of the community. We also thank you, Father, as we've been talking about getting off the bench. For those, Father, who have not walked in the fullness of their calling, Father, we ask you, Father, to speak to their minds and their heart. Speak to them in their dreams and through your word. Speak to them directly. Hallelujah. By the Spirit, hallelujah, that they will see the areas in which you've cultivated gifts in them. Let them see, Father, the potential that you place within them. Some have gifts to write. Some have gifts to pray and sing. Some have gifts with artwork. Some have gifts with their hands. Hallelujah. We thank and praise you that regardless of the gift, Father, you have called for it to come forth in this time and season. We thank you right now that no attack, no embushment, no ungodly demonic thought will hinder them from this day forth and that you would loose them, Father, hallelujah, to walk in the fullness of the gifting you have for them. Give the pastors sensitivity in terms of their training, Father, whether it will be, hallelujah, classes to help them hone their spiritual gifts. We praise and thank you, Father, hallelujah, that yokes will be broken as, evil, as people start to walk in their gifts, Father. Hallelujah. Some of the shackles that have held them bound would be released and broken out of their lives. We thank you right now, Father, for greater revolution, re uh, revelation to come forth from those with the prophetic gifting, Father. Hallelujah. As they would dream dreams, Father, you would give them prophetic warnings to show them how to intercede and pray, not only for the church, but for those that are in their circle, Father. Hallelujah. Their lives. And we just thank you, Father, for this. Thank you. Right now, we speak, hallelujah, total, complete healing, yes. hallelujah, over your servant's back right now in the name of Jesus, Father. We speak to the vertebrae in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah, we speak to the rotation of the disc right now in the name of Jesus. We just praise and thank you, Father, right now, hallelujah. Do a work, hallelujah, do a work. Do reconstructive surgery by the Spirit, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you serve it, Father. We yes. thank and praise you, Father, for this right now. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray, Father, in regard to the muscles. Hallelujah. 
those that have been laboring more than others, Father, we ask you, Father, to balance out the pull of the muscles along his spinal column right now. Hallelujah. We come against pinched nerves right now. We thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah. To take away spasms in the back right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank and praise you, Father, to loose total healing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Hallelujah. We thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Do a powerful work in him. We thank you for his mind, the incredible mind that you've given him. Father, hallelujah, hallelujah, full of revelation, hallelujah, full of spirit of wisdom, full of discernment. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, take him to greater um, boundary of his ministry right now, expand the gates of his habitation, hallelujah, we thank and praise you, Father, hallelujah, that the, the labor has been great already, but we thank you, Father, make it easier, hallelujah, hallelujah, surround him with errands and her, we thank you, Father, for those that Hallelujah, you've called for him to mentor even now, Father. Some of them that may be out there in the community that don't even know that their spiritual father is right here at hand. We praise you and thank you, Father. Give them a pull in their hearts to direct them here. We thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah, for how are you going to use this ministry, Father? And we thank and praise you, Father, for this in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray for your prophetess right now as well, Lord. We thank you and praise you, Father, for her. In the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Father, for that healing ministry right now, Father. Hallelujah. Pour out your anointing upon her. Hallelujah. To a higher level than ever before. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for the greatness of her discernment. Hallelujah. To continue to use her in the airlines, Father. We thank you, Father, that some of the doors that the enemy has blocked with a strong man over the city of Philadelphia, Father. Hallelujah. That you will open up gates. Hallelujah. Break down hey, hey, the, the, the false altars there at the airport. Yes, hallelujah. Yes. The doors, hallelujah, of wickedness that are there. The yes. lust. The homosexuality. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. The mentality, Father, that's yes. there. Yes. And a lot of people in the airline, Father. We yes, thank you right Lord. now to loose hallelujah. Her effectiveness there, Father, to yes. an even greater level yes. to touch the lives of airport, uh, the pilots, yes. the passengers. Yes, Lord. Even people, Father, that are not on her flight, that she would just be passing by, Father. Yes. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. The portal anointing upon her. Yes. And even as she passes by, hallelujah, her shadow, hallelujah, yes. touching them. Hallelujah. The spiritual aroma surrounding her, yes. Father. Yes. We touch the lives of people as she passes by. We thank you, Father, for this in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For the revelatory gifts you've given us well, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. New, deeper depths of revelation pouring out. Hallelujah. Bubbling over and out of her mouth, Father. We thank you, praise you, Father. Hallelujah. That as she speaks into the lives of people, they see quick and strong manifestations, Father. Hallelujah. Strongholds have been better in the lives of women for years. Hallelujah. Totally severed and broken down, Father. At the mouth of your servant. Hallelujah. We praise and thank you, Father, for this right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We speak to your child, Father. Hallelujah. Your precious child, Father, in the name of yes. Jesus. Touch her from the top of her head to the soles of your feet, yes. of her feet right now, in the name of Jesus. We speak total and complete healing in the name of Jesus. We speak to the wiring, the electrical impulses in her brain right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you would do a work in the Father. Hallelujah. We praise you right now, Father, that you would get to the root, hallelujah, of the fainting spell right now, in the name of Jesus, Father. We lose total and complete healing. Hallelujah. We're coming at seizures right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you praise you, Father, hallelujah, that you would uh, 
correct the equilibrium. Hallelujah in her ears, Father. Hallelujah. The liquid and the flow, the crystals in her ear right now. Hallelujah. Correct the equalization of them right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we praise and thank you, Father. We speak to the blood pressure. Hallelujah. We speak to the sugar levels right now in the name of Jesus, Father. Complete and total healing right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. We speak the blood over every molecule. Coming to obedience. Hallelujah. To the servant of God. And she is a young servant. Hallelujah. With a bright future ahead, Father. Hallelujah. To touch the lives of many women, many teenagers right now. We thank and praise you, Father, for it right now. In the name of Jesus, Father. Hallelujah. We thank and praise you. We thank and praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you right now. Complete and total healing. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Break fever right now in the name of Jesus. We break infection right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you and speak healing. Complete and total healing in the name of Jesus, Father. Loose your healing balm. Hallelujah. Internally and externally. Hallelujah. Over your child. We thank and praise your Father for this. We loose this right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We speak a quick word. Hallelujah. A quick word. Hallelujah. That she will be mended from the top of her head to the soles of feet by the balm of Gilead. And we praise your Father for this. In the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We speak lyrics right now. In the name of Jesus. Lyrics. Hallelujah. Coming out of poetry that's already been written right now. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. To show her how to lay it down, yes. Father. Yes. Give her the, the melodies and the lyrics yes. of her heart, Father. Yes. We thank you, Father. Strengthen the vocal cords, hallelujah. Not that there's anything wrong with the vocal cords, Lord, but we praise you right now. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That it would go to a new level, that as she would loose, hallelujah, her voice. Those in the audience hearing her sing, Father, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Strongholds would be broken. Manifestations will come forth in terms of healing. Hallelujah. Captives will be loose right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father, for the generations. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Intercessors, prayer warriors right now. We thank you right now to loose healing, Father, in her hands, Father. And she would touch people, Father. We even thank you, Father, for giving her discernment. Even as she walks around in malls and stores and neighborhoods, Father, even as she would just touch people, and to them would just be a touch, hallelujah, we praise you, Father, even as virtue proceeded out of Jesus, that virtue would proceed out of her hands as she would lay hands on people. And we thank you, Father, for the sensitivity to know, hallelujah, in her spirit what to pray for. Hallelujah, hallelujah, that you would not, hallelujah, let your eyes define how you're praying but that you would pray by your spirit. Yes. And even if they disagree with what you're praying, we thank you, hallelujah, that you would go with the revelation of what yes. God places on your heart, yes. hallelujah, and many would be loose, hallelujah, and delivered, hallelujah, through your prayers. We praise and thank you, Father, for this in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Yes. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus. Right now, the mind of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, to see and perceive the things of God. 
because sometimes people can't see it the way you see it. Hallelujah, we thank you. Don't let people, hallelujah, put questions in your mind. We thank you, praise you, Father. Loosing revelation and greater, greater revelation, hallelujah, through your servant, through your vessel. We praise you right now, hallelujah. We would come against what may have occurred in the past, Father, to let people say the negative, Lord. We praise and thank you for what you've cultivated in her right now, hallelujah. We just thank you right now to give her ears to hear, hallelujah, and to learn and discern your voice. Even as Samuel didn't know your voice early on yes. in his spiritual career, yes. hallelujah. And as he went forth later on, hallelujah, they said that no one, hallelujah, if any word he spoke, hallelujah, would not fall to the ground. In, any word, in other words, every word he spoke came to pass exactly as he spoke it. Yes. We praise this. Praise you for this right now. We speak this upon her life right now, Father. Yes, hallelujah. Prepare her heart. Hallelujah. Prepare her mind. Yes. We thank you, Father, even now. Hallelujah. Strengthen her. Hallelujah. Against warfare that the enemy would try to send. Hallelujah. That she would stand out among her peers. Hallelujah. That she would stand out, Father. Hallelujah. And even now, you open up the door for her future levels of greatness, Father. We thank you, Father, for that gift of evangelism and teaching right now, Father. We praise and thank you, Father, for it. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, ministry right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Not just the ministry here, Father. Hallelujah. And which Hallelujah is gifting to mentor men. Hallelujah. In the faith. We thank and praise you, Father, for the revelation that you place within them. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. For those who's going to mentor right now. Teaching them how to be men. Hallelujah. First men. Hallelujah. But even more so, men of God. And we can thank you, Father, to open up doors, Father, as he's out on the road. You do not put him on the road California and Florida, hallelujah, and it will not have a spiritual effect on the places that he's, he's passing by. We thank you, Father, for the discernment, Father, as he drives by cities, as he drives by fields, hallelujah, hallelujah, show him the strongholds, the encampments, the, the wickedness, hallelujah, the enemy in those places that he passes, and as he prays, Father, we thank you, praise you, Father, that strongholds would come down, and even as Jeremiah, hallelujah, he went out to the nations, and he spoke God's will, plan, and purposes over those places and it came to pass we thank you father as he would pray hallelujah upon households as he drives by them and you make them you cause them to draw his attention we praise yes. you father that you would loose and restore households father yes. hallelujah strongholds of drug addiction hallelujah depression hallelujah lust hallelujah greed hallelujah idolatry would be broken hallelujah as he drives and prays by them father we would praise you father for event for hallelujah entrepreneurship Yes. Hallelujah. This is one. Hallelujah. Truck, Father, we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Open up doors of opportunity upon him, Lord. Hallelujah. Open up doors of business. Give him yes. insight. Hallelujah. To launch his future business, Father. Hallelujah. Yes. You show him the perfect time and season, Lord. But we thank you, Father. Bring in, hallelujah, finances and resources, Father. Not just that he can fill his bank account, but for the things you're going to place on his heart. That he will help fund and resource. Hallelujah. To bless your kingdom. And we thank you, praise your Father, for this. 
Hallelujah. In the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Glory, glory, hallelujah. 